0: You know, I remember just as a young guy, this whole sheeple thing and really, really, you know, not really understanding, I mean, understanding, but not really understanding how bad it was, you know what I mean? This, this follow, the sheeple concept that people just follow each other right off the cliff kind of thing. And of course, remember now, I come from the corporate boardrooms. That's where I spent a good part of my life before radio, television, and before getting into this side of the world. I actually produced and directed radio and television, believe it or not, before all of this. And, uh, you know, it was a different world back then. But I remember, in, you know, just coming onto the broadcast here, I want to talk to you today about the narrative and what, why or how and why so many are misled and why people are willing to go along with the narrative. And in order to do that, you really have to get into some more of the psychology of this stuff. And there is psychology plays a pretty good part of this thing, friends, you know. Uh, You know, the other thing I I say to myself, too, and let's be clear with each other here is that oftentimes we judge other people back to this narrative thing. But it's, you know, I I learned as a young guy, we really shouldn't be judging other people unless we've walked in their shoes as well. So it's easy to sit and throw stones and talk about a narrative. But at the same time, people are dealing with a lot of stuff in their lives. So it's easy to get lost. But, you know, I, I just want to tell you quickly, I remember growing up as a young man. And I remember taking on a lot of responsibility, uh, being a corporate executive, We're still a young guy, didn't have a chance to really mess around a lot or be a juvenile, uh, which looking back now, I you know wish I could have been a juvenile delinquent a little bit more. I don't, I don't say that to be disrespectful, but you know what I'm talking about. I remember looking out out the window at times and just taking on all this responsibility in the world. You know what I'm talking about. Those of you have uh, reached a little higher and taken on things. And I remember just looking out there and gazing out the window for a couple of minutes and seeing people walk on the street. And I was up a little high on some floors, you know, and I was thinking to myself, I was saying, self, God, I just wish I could be Mr. Nuts on the street. Just 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 for a few a few hours, man. Just not give a rat's ass or care. So I guess the point that I'm driving at here is I never succumb to the narrative or to the sheeple mindset, I guess. Uh, it really is a game of, uh, you know, following the leader or not, uh, followers or leaders. But I, I think we need more leaders in our countries. what I'm suggesting, less sheeple, less people following these narratives. And rest and assured the the global media elites and the social media oligarchs and all of these cats they clearly know how to manipulate the system and they are certainly know how to capture people's imaginations and create all of these false narratives and they do it remarkably well and then they just they put it out there in fact i seen hillary clinton the other day start her narrative again about the russians the russians are coming the russians are coming the russians are coming and the Russians are, uh, they're, they're, they're going to invade the next election again. And, you know, because these are the bad people that do everything bad is the Russians, not the Marxist left, socialist, communist, Democrat Party, of course, that she represents. Naturally, it would be the bad Russians. We've made a mockery out of that whole thing, my friends, to be sure. And welcome in here to the voice of the nation. It is Malcolm at 8 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time weekdays. Friends here, the broadcast here. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this narrative today and discuss it. And we'll start with this narrative. But yeah, I don't know if you've been following this with Bob Menendez. There's a lot of a lot of hot. Uh, the news cycle is hot. I mean, it never stops. But this is interesting, this Bob Menendez case here. And again, second go around for him. Uh, I mean, took, I don't know. It's like being struck by lightning a couple of times. How much do you believe this stuff or not? I don't know. Now, but he's guilty of bribery, corruption. Um, and uh, let's see here. They got all kinds of things. Um, his wife Nadine and 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 Bob Bobby and Nadine. You know, they're charged with bribery. Here's here's the charges: bribery in connection with allegations that they accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, that's not quite as bad as the Bidens. They got millions. So what the hell? These, this is a cheat date here, in return for the use of the senator's influence to enrich um, three New Jersey businessmen. That's Larry Moe Curley, I would imagine, you know, and benefit the Egyptian government as well. And the charges he faces include conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit honest services fraud, and a conspiracy to commit extortion under color of official right. OK, those are the charges indeed. And so the bribes that he and his wife is supposedly, so they've got gold bars, cash. Maybe they were just planning for, you know, a bad economic time. Everybody tells you to save your cash as king and invest in gold. Maybe they were just doing that. You know, who knows? Uh, Payments toward a home mortgage, compensation for a low or no show job, a luxury vehicle and other items of value is what the indictment says here. Now, the Democrats, bottom line is they're trying to throw over over the ship immediately and Republicans say not so fast. And there are a couple of interesting narratives here we'll talk about here in a moment here uh, that I do think are interesting on this case here. Uh, but uh, Menendez, as he was going in, they they had a private hearing, you know, with it, with the Democrat cabal there and the senators wondering what to do with him, I guess. And the reporters were asking him, of course, what about the gold bars? What are they all about? Like, how unusual is that if you keep gold bars and you're under your kitchen sink or something, you know, under your mattress? I don't know. Uh, some people are doing that today, actually, you know. And, of course, John Fetterman, uh, who's a stand-up student of the political game, of course, very honorable fellow, dresses to the max all the time. The guy's first class, you know. And so he was the first uh, Senate Democrat to call out for his resignation, Nothing, of course, Fetterman would resign for, naturally. Uh, but uh, he didn't attend the luncheon, he said. Now he, he, he rebuked it all. He said, Now nah, I'm not going to go. He said, "Yeah, there's nothing he can say or do that will please me except him resigning. I'll talk about calling the kettle black. I've got to tell you what, friends. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, he says it's a pattern, and he really needs to decide to resign. He's clearly not going to have an honorable exit. You just cannot make this stuff up, my fellow Americans. You cannot. But that's Federman giving wise advice to Menendez, his brother in arms there, and uh, two communists talking to each other. You know, you can see what that picture looks like right there. Now, there was an interesting piece I seen uh, in the and you're gonna love this, and I, I got to get this out before I and and then I'm, I'm gonna bring our our team on here. We will talk a little bit about this, uh, and this is gonna be good. It's gonna be. I got a good one for you here. So, all right. There was an article I seen in a publication called the Soapbox. Okay, and why is the GOP suddenly defending Democratic corruption? Oh well, you know, say what you will about Donald Trump, he has lost his capacity to surprise. Trump's declaration of allegiance to New Jersey uh, Senator uh, Bob Menendez caught me unaware. I used to think Trump and the Republican Party he leads were blindly partisan. Now I discovered they're blindly bipartisan when it comes to support for political corruption. I feared it would be all too easy for Trump to say, I get indicted for demanding that every ballot be counted and Democrats call me a crook. Menendez gets caught with envelopes stuffed with cash and gold bars and crying Chuck Schumer calls him a dedicated public servant. Wow. They're very, very good at changing the conversation. I mean, really though, think about all the years back. They've done it all the way through, even with the FBI corruption, the CIA corruption, all of that that took place. They would always be able to change the narrative. And that's something... That actually Trump really back in the when they were going after him a lot, he really shot himself in the foot a lot, actually. I will confess to you. You remember what I'm talking about there. He would he would oftentimes take the narrative back. And when something when they were, in other words, they were falling apart or tearing themselves apart or something was gone amok with all of it. When James Comey was there, when Clinton was happening with the, the dossier or uh and uh, Page and struck, and all of this stuff was blowing up in front of us, you know. And he would often take it back and put something out there, which they liked that because it would help them change the direction. So, anyways, they're very, very good at being able to change the conversation, like a game of musical cheers, you know, and see who doesn't have a chair left. <laughs> and and then they're brilliant at it. They're brilliant at it. A lot of people think that's what this Menendez thing here is now because they all know he's corrupt. He's been corrupt all along. It's not like this is like a new development of some sort. So why is this a big deal right now? Well, maybe they need a narrative to be able to change to say, well, you know, Biden's not so bad, you know, uh, or whatever, to camouflage that, because this is as the impeachment inquiry is heating up a big time. Uh, So, you know, I, I guess it would have to be something like that, because, there's no honorability with the Marxist, communist, progressive, Democrat left. There's no honorability whatsoever. These people would sell their mother out, their wife out, or their kid out. There's no honorability in that group of players. And if they're willing to throw Menendez off the cruise ship immediately, you know, into high waters, there's got to be something up because they've been they've been loving Hillary Clinton for all these years, and she's done far more than that ever happened. And they certainly protected Bill Clinton when you know what hit the fan. So why is Menendez such a problem right now? For what reason is he such a problem? He's he's a bit of a Boy Scout compared to these cats. Steve, jump in here now and tell me I'm full of it or that you have a difference of opinion. But I'm kind of smelling a big rat at this point, because if you look at the history of these cats, I've never seen them stand up for the rule of law, to stand up for some honorable moment and to throw one of their own off. I mean, these people will they will defend. Well, they'll defend a murder if it means their political agenda can get through.
2: Oh, they absolutely will, Malcolm. They will uh, throw any of one another under the bus when it becomes an opportune time. Uh, The question is, you know, because as you say, Menendez seems to be like a minuscule uh, (laughs) threat or a minuscule um, uh, wart, you know, in the whole system. So why are they picking on him all of a sudden? And when you look at the corollary things that are taking place, uh, uh, I think a distraction might best uh, describe what he is, but it also – uh, I think they're trying to give themselves some credibility. Uh, for example, at the same time they are going after Trump now, seizing his assets in New York, and uh, that's just a horrible thing that they can actually do such blatant evil openly, and uh, and then they throw out Menendez, saying, "See, we're we're really being bipartisan here. We are interested." in uh, taking care of all corruption, getting rid of it. Look at us, you know, and yeah. Menendez really is the nobody. That's
0: that's the new narrative. What you just said, Steve, right there is uh, perfectly on, on par with what we're talking about. But it's a narrative. Like I said, they're really good at distractions and narratives and changing the narrative quickly. I've seen it all my life with, with the leftists, progressive Marxist, communist, Democrat, uh, cabal there. Uh, they do it brilliantly. And the right, why is it the, and let me ask you this, and this is a, this is a real question, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly. Why is it, I have never seen in my lifetime, and I could be wrong, and maybe you and Wally will tell me I'm I'm wrong here. I have never seen in my lifetime that I can recall the Republican establishment have anywhere near the talent that the, to change any kind of a narrative that the left, I've just never seen it. I mean, they just don't. They just, they they continue to flounder. Am I making that up or do you see something different, Steve?
2: Oh, I think they're greatly skilled at it. You know, if, if I was to substitute, like, you know, what do you mean by narrative? Well, um, I would substitute the word lie for there. They, they will tell you anything but the truth because they hate the truth. And they have to keep us away from it. And the only way can they can do that is as they're being discovered, they change the lie or the narrative and say something else. And uh, it keeps uh, the masses in a state of confusion and um, right. and it keeps us away from the truth.
0: Well, the other thing, remember Steve, this and I learned this in my advertising days for sure. If you keep saying the same thing enough times, Steve, and this is, this is a real fact now, this is the truth. If I keep telling you, something every day and it's it doesn't matter if it's true or not it becomes true in your mind you know that
2: oh yeah we saw that we saw that was safe and effective with regard to the shots we saw with a mask you have to mask up to protect yourself and uh that's despite the the truth of the science saying it's absolutely worthless. It is useless, and we see it happening again. People are still buying into it. Uh, they are so deceived. You can only conclude that they don't want to really hear the truth. They they are almost afraid of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's well. Uh, it's not that they're afraid of it. They don't. I mean, they just have another agenda. They have another. They
2: hate it. They, they hate. Right. It.
0: That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, they know what they're doing. Obviously, it's like I said. It's talented. They're very, very talented. Uh, Wally, maybe you've seen something I, I've not in my lifetime that I, you know, I often people, you know, it's it's is an example here, for example. OK, so it's a little bit of a sidebar here. So forgive me a moment, but I think it's a relevant sidebar. This impeachment inquiry business. I watched a little bit of that testimony on the Hill. They were listening to OK. And it and it was a, it was re- I couldn't watch it all because it really was stupid. It was stupefied. I, I recognized about a little bit into it that it was going to be a total waste of my time and energy and so what happened is they started to uh rebuke the whole system that there wasn't enough there and that this was a fallacy that this whole impe- impeachment inquiry kind of thing and the the democrats immediately seized the moment and they put people on the panel that would endorse that belief system okay fine and the republicans never know how to hit back really they conti- they swarm and they fall in and, and i'm thinking yet when they clearly did that all those other times, what really uh, uh, annoyed me back then, to be honest with you, is that when all that was going, they were attacking Trump. They, You know what it is? They uh, they played the game with them. They Here's what really gets me. They allow them to play the game rather than stop an America round and say, no, you're, you're not going to play this game of impeachment inquiry on Trump again. I mean, they wanted to go a third time. I mean, you know. The guys out of office, they want to keep doing it. And the point is that, you know, they they kept thinking that. And yet the Republicans never really do push back enough to say enough. In other words, instead they get into they debate and fight the argument, Wally, rather than fight on the substance of what you what got to the argument to begin with. And that really is a that's a loser argument. You know what I mean?
1: You would think it's a loser argument, but isn't that what they do against people like Candace Owens and Thomas Sowell? You can't attack what the person says, so you attack the person. They do that all the time. You, you say that the right doesn't do a good job with narrative. That's not really true. I think uh, historically Tell Tell there have me. been narratives on both sides. Uh, the problem. What's the narrative of in- the
0: right? Hold on, because I, I haven't seen it. Remind me what right the narrative is one on, please, because I, I don't know what it is.
1: It's not so much that we win on narrative; it's oh. that we do have narrative. You read Fox News, you're reading effectively the official right-leaning narrative. But it's not a right-wing
0: narrative, Fox News. It's not true. as much as it used to be.
1: Well, the Fox okay. News is Fox News is transitioning; it's changing. It may become more conservative, it may become less. I don't know. I'm hearing various things about uh, about uh, Murdoch's son, the kid, he's, the kid. Yeah, I'm hearing he's more conservative. I'm hearing he's less conservative. I know, it, I know. Which I know. is true? I don't know. We get narrative. Uh, but historically there have been right-leaning news sources and there have been left-leaning news sources, and they both had broad circulation. The left over the last, call it 50 years, have done a very, very good job, and they do it by taking over finance companies and buying things, of eliminating right-wing media and replacing it with left-wing. So now it's all the same with a couple of exceptions. Now you want truth, you go to Daily Wire, you come here. If you want uh, right-leaning spin, you go to Fox News. Everything else, whether you're watching CNN, ABC, NBC, doesn't matter. It's all the same. There are actually clips on YouTube where you can see hundreds of different media sources saying the exact same thing at the exact same time with the exact same cadence, and yet they're different people. Yeah. It's, it's it's absolutely insane when you see that. But the, you, there are, there are videos on YouTube. They'll literally have far have, have two or three hundred newscasts. Different newscasts, different networks, everybody is saying the exact same thing at the exact same time in the exact same cadence.
0: Oh, they, oh, they do. There's a, there's an actual group. Uh, I've shared this before. There, You might have heard me. I don't know. But there's an actual group. And what they do is they pass the talking points. They, they, they have a system where they get it out to all of the media and the political operatives. And there's a group. It's It exists. Uh, and oh, yeah. They, yeah, remember, and they, right. I, and I know the name of it. I can't think of it now, but it, it exists. And they will literally, that's why you get on the news cycle. You're right. And they say the same words. And, you know, it's the same baloney. It's, what did I say? It's, uh, they're brilliant at it. Now, that's part of why they're brilliant at it, probably. They coordinate well. They all wear the same color ties and suits, I guess, on any given day, more or less. I don't know. I just don't see the right to ever win in this thing. Fox is like, Fox is like, um, eating, um, I don't know, like uh, like like murky soup. Um, you know, you don't really know anymore what the hell it tastes like. I mean, you can't really even identify the taste anymore of the soup. So you really don't know what you got. And they yeah, put looking- these, you know, these jackasses on like Juan Williams. I mean, what is he exactly, you know?
1: I look at Fox News as kind of from a Sun Tzu art of war perspective. I believe Fox News is at least partially a controlled voice of opposition. Give your opponents a voice that you control and they might not build a voice of their own. And the left has been very, very communication. You have to have a speaker and a listener. What the left does is they eliminate our ability to get listeners.
0: So We can speak, but we're speaking
1: to, to, to empty shares.
0: Yeah, um, the, obviously the, we know who owns the media. We we know where they're coming from. I mean, we know all of that. Back back to this Bob Menendez a moment here. It, it, just straight out, Wally. Is this a distraction? Is yes. this? Is, do you see anything else here, please?
1: Yes, it's a distraction, and no, it's not. They picked Bob Menendez for a very good reason. It's not just they found $400,000 stuffed into envelopes and clothing. The envelopes had DNA and, in some cases, even fingerprints from Egyptian spies. Uh, He actually, his wife apparently is an Egyptian spy. Her whole thing in getting together with him was to bring him on board with Egyptian spies. So this isn't isn't just corruption and bribery. This is espionage, and this is espionage. The the evidence is so damning. You talked about gold bars. They were specifically Egyptian gold bars so the evidence here is so specific and so damning and they're giving it to us through the narrative and very very specific damning bites uh the the distraction is and and we've seen this before the distraction is there's another person who is exactly guilty far more guilty of the exact same things and uh by by throwing by throwing menendez to the dogs they could ignore the other guy they can continue to deny any culpability of that other guy and uh try to have some credibility with it because they can say, look, we threw Bob Menendez to the dogs. If Joe Biden were truly guilty, we'd do the same to him. Yeah. yeah so, but, uh,
2: but what do you think going to happen to Menendez too? Because, exactly. you know, I have seen a few people like uh take Josh Hawley. He recently called out Christopher Ray in no uncertain terms, boldly speaking the truth, I've seen calling that. him out and calling for his resignation. But they they are so arrogant, they wouldn't think about it. But I mean, what's going to happen to Menendez? I'll tell you exactly
1: what's going to happen to Bob Menendez, the same thing that happened to Dan Rostenkowski in 1995. He's going to resign. He's going to plead this down to something, go to prison for a little while, and then as soon as the media coverage moves on to something else, Joe Biden will give him a pardon, just like Bill Clinton did for Dan Rostenkowski. This is the exact same thing as the stamp scandal.
0: Interesting, interesting.
1: Everybody was guilty of the stamp scandal. Dan Rostenkowski had the bad privilege of also getting busted in a sex scandal. Well, do you want to go down in a sex scandal or how about we cut a backroom deal? We get you to plead guilty to the stamp scandal. We throw you to the dogs and pretend like the rest of Congress wasn't doing it too. They actually had a post office, Malcolm, in the Capitol building Mm -hmm. specifically set up so that members of Congress could use campaign funds to buy stamps, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth at a time, and then you can't use your campaign funds for yourself. Well, they would sell the stamps well, well, to the post office and keep the money.
0: Any doubt in your mind that Menendez is guilty? No, 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 no. How about the you evidence see? against
1: him is absolutely damn no, whatsoever. All right, we all
0: know he's guilty, right? Okay. All right. right. So I I do think it there it makes sense. You, I mean, all right. He's not gonna be able to skate through this thing entirely. He's gonna to have to resign, Steve. I would think that's gonna it's gonna to get too hot. Right now they're playing it out. He's playing like Mr. Macho, but he's not gonna be able to sustain it. They're not gonna work with him. They're throwing him off committees, they're throwing and once they kick you to the ship and throw you off the cruise ship, uh, your kind of cruise has ended, you know, at that point. Yeah, you now, have
2: no choice. Yeah,
0: he's got no choice. He's gonna to have to resign at some point. You can play Mr. Macho for a little bit here, it makes you feel good that you're innocent and all, but uh how many gold bars, by the way, do both of you keep under the mattress? I wonder. Don't, don't answer that now. We'll get that. Uh, uh, we'll get that thought from that <laughs> I got the side of the break here. Uh, maybe that's the new thing. Everybody's talking about that with uh, putting your, your money into gold, gold and silver, right? kind of got it coming after me all the time. I get more, I don't know about you all, but more emails about putting in gold and silver and, uh, so, uh, you know, so anyways, I, I just uh, put that out there. Maybe it's just his way of um, saving for his retirement. You know, that's the one thing, the one thing I was uh, thinking about with the death of Dianne Feinstein that we're seeing now is that the one convincing thing you can say about all of these people on both sides of the aisles, my, my fellow Americans, both Republicans and Democrats alike, is they all get wealthy in government. They all know how to make money. And it surely is not on their salary. But they all live in absolutely the most amazing places, all amazing gated communities, all amazing multiple houses, multiple things, uh, multiple everything. And they just, which you don't begrudge anybody to have success as long as you're not selling your country out in the process. But that's what this country has become now. It has become a country instead of civil uh, servants, Uh, It has become a country instead of a country of civil (laughs) servants, I'll do that again three times fast, instead of becoming a country of civil servants, uh, then, you know, it has become obviously a a country of traitors, really, sadly, the people that uh, it's attracting the worst of us up in the D.C. And I've had that fear for a long time. Actually, I have spoke about it. Um, and it's it just, we're sending the wrong people to DC. There's, there's no honorability at all. It's just people that are willing to, I mean, look what Feinstein did throughout her career. People now are saying she was the greatest thing since sliced bread. She wasn't the greatest thing since sliced bread. She was a traitor. I mean, I'm sorry. I, the, just the fact that you're dead doesn't change the adjectives. What she did with the, with the Chinese, oh, come on people. What are we joking about? And what she did to her home state there in her own city. And remember the Kavanaugh suit? Remember remember, remember the things she defends? She knew what she was doing. She knew it. I remember the look on her face. I remember when she was talking to the cameras. She knew everything that was going on. She knew it was a bunch of rubbish, but she still played along. There was nothing honorable about this woman. I'm sorry. I don't care how old she is or what she, she did. But, you know, in this life, remember this if 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 you're a thief or a moron while you're alive you're a thief and a moron when you're dead sorry that's the way i see it right there you're an honorable person when you're alive you're an honorable person when you're dead fantastic but you know this whole thing and i've seen that growing up as a kid not about you but it used to make me sick people you know you know how it is you have these people family friends people your parents had others and you know and you know They'd talk about him. You'd find out all kinds of things about him. He was sleeping around with this one, this one, this one did that, did the other, you know, family gossip crap. You know what I'm talking about, you know? And uh, then, then the, the old geezer would die and they'd all go to the funeral away. Oh, uncle, man. Oh man. He was like, Oh, he's such a good guy. And I would sit there and listen to those conversations outside the funeral homes. And I think, who the hell are they talking about? I'm just like a 12 year old. I mean, you know, it's like, Is that the same Uncle Ned? I I couldn't even remember if that was the same Uncle Ned that just croaked that, you know, that now is laid out and he's like the best thing is the choir boy or something, you know? It's like, come on, people, you know? Why is it that? Some people say, well, it's a note of respect. I don't see it as a note of respect. I think it's a note of being a cop out and a dishonorability. And, you know, the other thing is if you can't treat people well in this life, while we're in this life, it's like people who fight. And they hold these lifelong grudges. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Every family has them, you know? And and then, you know, they say, well, you better go see, um, you know, you better go see Aunt Marge. Uh, She's dying. Well, I haven't talked to Aunt Marge in, you know, 15 years. Yeah, we had a big falling out because she did some really bad things. Yeah, but she's dying. You've got to go see her quickly. I don't want to go see Aunt Marge. And just fact she's dying doesn't mean I'm going to go see her. You know, I mean, once a stooge, always a stooge is what I'm saying. I don't know. But I digress. I digress. I don't know where I was before I got on to the, to the family lynching here a moment. But uh, I think you got the point. I am. Uh, it is this kind of a day, I have to tell you. It is uh, It is the kind of day, you know, when you say to yourself, I could have had a V8. Yeah. It's that kind of a day today. I don't even drink V8, by the way, but it is that kind of a day for sure. My friends, it is all back at americaoutloud.news to bring it back to a a, a crescendo there. And um, that is the place uh, to get all the latest. We have a busy weekend coming up, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of great stories, traffic. So help us get the out loud truth out there uh, across our country and around the world, of course. uh, And uh, share the truth, share the truth, share it out there. As Wally was just saying moments ago, there's not many places at all How many fingers do you have on a hand exactly? Tell me. Exactly. There are not many places at all where you can go and get the out loud truth. And Fox News ain't one of them, by the way. Just saying. Just saying. Um, But uh, again, it's a narrative. It's a narrative you follow or they're building on. That's what I'm talking about. All right. We'll uh, keep you right there. We'll join you just in a moment. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, the Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio, or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. These days, every
1: time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow
2: For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
0: We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news We really only are as good of a country as we can be truthful with each other. Uh, Truthful truthful when we look into the mirror in the mornings with ourselves, with our loved ones, uh, and not follow all of these sheeple narratives that are put out there by less than honorable people. The problem is, and the quandary, my fellow Americans, is how do we reach that part of the public, the population. And in most of the cases of all of you listening, and you know what I'm talking about here, they are people you all know that are in your families. Often they are your 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 kids or your sisters or brothers or your relatives or your whatever it is. They're close people close by. And a lot of these people follow the narrative. And I ask myself, why? Why? Why is that exactly? It is a quandary to uh to, to follow up on. Uh, and Wally, I want to ask you right up here. Let me just get this out of my system because then I have something important to tell you guys about here. But so you were confessing to me off the mic. You have a, a family of um, people that are following a narrative. Uh, explain that to me, please.
1: Malcolm, I was raised in a fairly left-leaning atheist household. Oh, wow. All right. That's
0: why, my you're, That's were why very... you're so screwed up today, by the way. Oh, yeah. My my (laughs) parents are very
1: upset when I became a Christian. Yeah, I remember that story. Very upset. Yeah. So, yeah, when I talk to my mom, when I talk, my father's passed away. When I talk to my mother, of course, she's got CNN out of the background at her house 24-7, except when she's sleeping. My sisters are both very, very liberal. Uh, My daughter is pretty liberal. Uh, My son's more open-minded. He's He's Certainly, I don't know if he's a conservative, but he's at least... But well, he's, he's leaning more of that other way
0: lately, you said to me off mic. Right? He's been he goes
1: back and forth. forth. When he talks to me, he sounds more conservative when he talks to my daughter, his sister. Uh-huh. He sounds you know, more left-leaning. Oh, so he's really whatever depends. way the
0: political wind's blowing then, I see.
1: It depends on the topic.
0: Okay, all right. But he does but, believe things that are not true. Why do you think that... What Help me drill down on this a moment, please. This is important. Why do you think... Okay, is it just that is all right? Is it just that they're listening to the CNNs of the world, and there's a whole bunch of those? Let me just keep that over there. Or do they really believe those narratives, or are they? Uh, and again, this not meant to be disrespectful. Or are they too lazy to get the real truth? Or what is the real reason they fall into that camp?
1: It's actually worse than all of those things. Of oh. a uh, narrative is a as a method to control, and if you totally want to control a so, population. The, the ultimate in control is to be able to tell them things that they know are not true, but have them so tied to the idea that their own sense of virtue comes from believing the right things, that even though they know it's not true, they'll believe it anyway. So today, a good person has to believe that men can have babies. Well, we know men can't have babies. But we believe, not we, but many Americans believe that it's true because they're told if you don't believe that's true, you are a horrendous person. So people are actively competing with one another to see who will believe the most outrageous stuff to show how virtuous of a person they are. And once you have a narrative out there that you control, and once you get people to believe that they're a good person, if they believe things not only that are false, but that they know are false, you've got control of the population and you will never lose it.
0: I do. With what you say, control of the population is an important element here. There's no doubt about that. And that's what's really happening right now. They are controlling the populace in big, big, big ways. So you hit a big point there. But I'm still having a hard time understanding why some of these people don't get a V8 and figure it out. Why don't they, Wally?
1: Some of them do. They call it red pill movements, but it's few and far between. To do that, you have to get you when a person on the left, when a person who follows the narrative and has fallen for this virtue signaling tells you that you're a racist, they mean it. When they tell you you're evil, they mean it. They think you are because you don't believe the things that good people believe. So for them to be red-pilled means for them to, for at least a moment, believe that they're evil. That's a hard thing to do because you have to say, okay, I was wrong here. Now I do believe this. And then you have to confront the fact that for at least a period of time, you thought that made you Hitler literally.
0: Yeah. Let, taking what you say right there, let's help me segue over to ask Steve, who is about as honorable of, as a man as you and I know. Wally, you would agree with me on that statement, right, yeah. Wally? Yeah, I mean he is. And uh, but, Steve, why are we missing? I, I'm missing something with the human, the human spirit, the human. So why do these people e- easily follow a, a narrative that? kind of the sheeple syndrome i guess it is whatever but why are people so naive
2: yeah i you know i was thinking along those lines just of what you said if if only we could really truly discern the heart of people right. i think we would understand a whole lot better But I think it just comes down to basic human nature. We have to recognize that those of us who are willing to confront the truth, just confront it and face it. Well, first of all, it takes a little effort to find the real truth, to dig for it. It's hard work. And then uh, lo and behold, if we seek it and then we find it, then we have a responsibility to do something with it because it demands a response. And so what do we do with that? Well, if we respond appropriately and say, Oh yeah, I I see the truth here. um, There's a great cost to be able to live the truth and speak the truth. And we all know that. I mean, look at how we take a head beating for just calling people out uh, on on things that, that are meaningless or useless or things that don't make sense. You know, we tell them that we say they're crazy, but I think that they're not crazy. I think that they're they're afraid to confront the truth because then they will be held accountable. They will be beat over the head. And let's face it, um, human nature is basically lazy. We like to find the path of least yeah. resistance. So what's the incentive to accept the truth and buy into it and and then be a warrior for truth? I mean, the, the cost is great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the cost is even greater right now uh, than the cost being great. You're right. It does take effort to do all of that. There's no doubt about it, Steve. You're spot on to it. Uh and but the other point of that fits into the equation of what you're speaking about, Steve, is that pe- people are l- busy living their lives. They don't have time to psychoanalyze all this stuff that we do every day. You follow me? You know? Very true. Yeah, they're busy. They have to pay the bills, they have to try to get the house, trying to get the you know, all the stuff you gotta do to be human. Uh, you know, put food on the table and take care of the kids and do whatever it is. Life is, life is up and down. You know, life can be tough. Life is ups, life is down. Life can, it changes quick, you know, and you have to kind of hang on to it. And, and so I think that's part of it as well. And I don't think there's any fix in that. That's just part of life. I don't, I think we're always going to be kind of left with this, this uh, sheeple complex uh, syndrome. That people just fall into it now followers and leaders. In other words, just ring around the rosy, but just follow the leader. Uh, follow the um, the followers. I mean, followers and leaders, rather. I say, you know what I mean. Uh, and I've seen that a lot through the boardrooms as well. But it it, it uh, used to drive me crazy. In fact, I guess I I was never ever a follower. I aspired to be different than everybody else. I aspired to be. Uh, unique in whatever way I could be to stand out. But that's not a discipline a lot of people have, is it, Steve? I mean, they don't really have that.
2: Discipline. No, it's not. And, you know, I was just on the road recently visiting a family member, several actually, and uh, one uh, brother-in-law of mine, he, you know, he loves his animals. He likes to raise horses, going, going out and feeding the horses every day is his thing. And from what I perceive, he's not afraid of looking into it, but he's not going to get involved. He feels like, what's the use? It's too deep. I'm not going to make a difference. And so I'm just going to live my life out. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. But yeah. the problem is if you're young, I mean, the younger generation, to be in that position, it's it's a very defeatist position. And yeah, I but they think don't that, think
0: they can make an impact, Steve. They don't yeah, think they can make a puts, difference. Yeah,
2: right. So they yeah. live yeah. under this, uh, this glo- gloomy, yeah. uh, you know, canopy that they yep. just can't get themselves up well on. my
0: wife's sister as an example was uh he uh, was uh, in town uh traveling and came to, in to see her recently here and as an example she doesn't vote she doesn't vote and she kind of said yeah no i don't vote i've never voted i don't vote and i said what what do you mean you don't vote yeah it doesn't matter i'm not voting it's like whatever i said but you're part of the problem I said she looked at me oh she, like, oh, she stepped back and looked at me her eyes opened twice the size Steve you know I said well you're part of the problem uh she's why I just because I don't want to vote I said yes because you're allowed your vote you're not voting as a vote for them it's vote for evil and that's what's happening with evil and you have a you have a, uh, an obligation to participate in this uh, in in this country in this constitutional republic Uh, I'm not even sure she knew what a constitutional republic is, but that's beside the point. I'm not going to say any more name. I'm going to get in trouble with the family here, Steve. You know that. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a vote. tough
2: thing to deal with. But but you're right. Um, you know, people that don't get involved, um, they have no right to complain. It, it's because of that was my actions. point
0: right there. Yeah, that yeah. was my point. She she was talking about the economy, the inflation and gas prices. And that's what drove out. You're exactly right. So well, what the hell are you complaining about? You deserve it. Go pay more. What do you mean? Right. We well, don't even vote. Well, what's got that to do with high gas, gas, gas prices and inflation? Oh, my God. You want to spell it out for you? -hmm. Right. I mean, but this is what goes on out there. It happens all the time. All right. I've seen this letter, guys. Brace yourself for what I show you now. Back to narratives and building narratives and all of this. So, this was in that publication. Have either of you ever heard of a publication called The Soapbox? Yes. Yes. You have? Okay. It's not a place I frequent. So, I really didn't know this particular one at all. So, all right. You're familiar with it then, right? All right. It's a leftist rag, right? Mm hmm. Right, I guess everybody would know, right? So, okay, Wally yeah. is a leftist left us rag. Well, some it's satirical, but yeah, okay, all right. So, well, if it, if it is, it's a, it's a it's not. I don't see satire. There looks like well, going some out. of it. Some okay, of it. All right, satirical. all right. Well, anyways, uh, this soapbox. Let me read this uh, passionate uh, thing to you all. You'll love it here. It comes up, dear reader. Donald Trump has now dominate the Republican primary field and running neck and neck with Joe Biden. in the polls, the danger of a second Trump presidency is all too real. And we know that would be a complete disaster for our country. That's why we are launching a Stop Trump Summit. That's right. To be held in New York City in October. The summit will be a timely strategy session, gathering some of the brightest minds in American politics and culture. Oh, yeah. Listen to this list I'm going to give you in a moment, people. love brightest minds, you'll just love it. Guests will include the sharpest analyst of Trump's dangerous mind, his niece, the psychologist, demented, mentally retarded, Mary Trump. Well, they didn't say all of that. I added a couple of adjectives in there, but you get the point, people, you know. Congressman and Trump impeachment manager, Jamie Raskin, uh, a- anti-Trump lawyer and CNN contributor, George Conway, uh, National Action Network founder, Al Sharpton and Stuart Stevens, senior advisor of the Lincoln Project. And of course, the one and famous only, Actor Robert De Niro But we can't make our Stop Stop Trump Summit happen Without you The rest of the feeble-minded sheeple Now this is me talking here The rest of the feeble Sheeple-minded people That follow narratives We need to raise $20,000 They're asking for money If you've got these cast of characters coming You don't need to raise money Have them each put a few thousand in You bunch of smackaroos Come on we need to raise $20,000 to do all of this. That's a very achievable goal. If people like you who are fiercely opposed to Donald Trump step up to join this urgent cause, please help us fight back against Trump's dangerous campaign to become president again by donating today to save America. I said to save America. I want to rephrase that sentence, actually. Please help us fight back against Trump's dangerous campaign to save America or make America great again. We need a communist, frigging fascist nation. Sign off, yours truly. What do you think of that? Yeah, Uh, keep
1: in mind the people that are writing that, Malcolm, are also the people telling us that they're not willing to cheat an election. Okay. Same Um, people. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you, you, with if, if you truly believe what that person wrote that Trump is this evil, dangerous, fascist bastard. If we go back to 1932 uh, Germany right. uh, and, and, and Hitler's on the ballot, are you not going to cheat? So if they, if we truly believe that is what they think of him, of course they're cheating the election. They, they would feel they are morally. In other words, they, they don't wouldn't have anything to worry
0: about. You're saying if he, right, if they had a total winner and he was a nothing, right? They would yeah, the nothing. next time.
1: The next yeah. time one of your family members <laughs> says, "I don't bother to vote," tell her yes, you do. You're just not aware of it. In the, the, the world of mail-in ballots, that's, that's what they do.
0: That's uh, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point, Wally. You bring up there. That is that is that is good. Uh, what What do you make of this uh, campaign? And and that's another narrative, Steve, that they're pushing out there. But I guess I, I kind of like the point uh, Wally brings up there.
2: Yeah, um, you know, they they're dangerous uh, campaign that they fear. Um, that's, I think that's the only focus that, that they have also, because what do they have to offer? You know, everything is a B- Joe form. Biden. What,
0: the, what kind, the hell kind of question is that Joe Biden? I know,
2: I know i am losing it here. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it really is. It's a, it's a scary scenario when you think about it, because, um, we are in a war against stupidity but the stupidity is not really stupidity it's genius but it's so evil that we i think we give it a euphemism
0: Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i want to ask you about something serious now this might get me in a lot of trouble with uh, with listeners and all and, and you all but i'm going to do it anyways uh, just because let me ask you about something here you see the charges the recent charges you brought up the trump case a bit ago here uh, steve and uh about them trying to seize his assets correct up in new york right? right 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 i mean they're basically trying to seize his firstborn if they could but he's already he's already won that run that race um you know th- the thing about it is uh, there's a lot of accusations against trump now i want to tell you both here back to narratives and what have you now clearly they've made trump into a monster uh i don't think trump i think Trump, I don't believe he's innocent of all of this stuff ever. I don't think he's a quiet boy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure he has plenty of dirty laundry in the laundromat there, in the laundry, uh, the room of laundry. He doesn't go to a laundromat, but it's a room where you do the laundry. I think they call that a laundry room. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he's got a lot of laundry in the laundry room. So I, I don't think he's innocent here. But I think, you know, they all got baggage. Nobody's got any room to talk. If everybody started opening up their closet and we could look into everybody's life, I would feel okay with that. You know what I mean? If that's what we're going to judge people on. That make any sense, Steve Wally? Yes, yeah, makes
2: makes a lot of sense. It's, uh, it's, it's like when the Bible talks about uh, somebody like Job being a, an upright, righteous man. Well, it's a relative righteousness. And I think in many ways, uh, Donald Trump has already passed that test. I mean, look at he's still standing. He's not in jail. He's not in prison, despite all the, the greatest investigations uh, ever held against somebody, against a president like the Russian collusion hoax. You think this guy would have been found guilty of something with all the money they spent, all the effort they put. They wanted to hang this guy, and yet he's still standing. He's still
0: standing. Steve, go ahead, Wally. Answer that.
1: Yeah, you mentioned New York seizing assets. Trump's never seen this before, but what they're going to do is they're going to say that uh, those assets are a product of fraud, and uh, they're going to seize those assets, and that he's going to have to prove in court that he did not get them through through fraud to, uh, to get them back.
0: That's guilty until proven innocent. You understand that. When you take right. somebody's and property, that's what the rule is. Yeah, yeah, right. That's and that's You're a not-
2: case, by the way, going uh, to the Supreme Court right now uh, with the, the forfeiture of assets uh, and based on the presumption that you are guilty until proven innocent. That is actually a case that's going to be taken up soon in the Supreme Court.
1: In the meantime, if you want to prevent Trump from running, you take away his money, and that's what they're trying to do. Trump's got a few money. The best way to beat him, also the best way to piss him off, is to take it away from him. They're already said they're going to take Trump Tower. I mean, they're they are they're, they're serious here.
0: Right, yeah, they they obviously are serious here. Um, you know, I wonder, I had a question for you, Steve, a moment ago here as a— um, is a is a, is an ordained minister yourself and as a, a Christian man I want to ask you do you think um I I mean this is I you don't really know the answer to this but I'm asking for your opinion do you think Trump has um asked for forgiveness from God
2: um I believe to the best of his ability, where he's at, you know, it's very interesting because I, I actually uh, have been dealing with this just recently. In fact, there's something that's coming out uh, this weekend. But Trump, all the way back, you know, when he wrote his book, for example, The Art of the Deal... He he bragged about his book. You know, you, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He says, you know, that is such a phenomenal book. But he said, you know, something. He says that is the second greatest book that I know. Of. He says, <laughs> he says the first is the Bible, and the Bible is by far better than. I remember that. It's a
0: good thing he didn't say playboy or something like that, Steve, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly right. But you know, (laughs) Trump has always held that view as imperfect a man as he is. He has always honored God. And I'm impressed with that. And I think that he has been on some kind of a perhaps flawed, but some kind of a spiritual journey. And I think that has some merit. You know, the question is, is God using Donald Trump? Is that why he's still standing? Because I would have right. sunk long ago. I think right. any other man. Right. Would
0: have well, and I've noticed in various speeches and recent things and developments, he has uh, referenced God uh, a, a fair amount of times. Uh, much more than he would have certainly early on as a young man, and so on and so forth in his business dealings. Um, Wally, you also are a good Christian man, and you understand this this conversation we're having. Uh, and so, I, I mean, how does? I'm just asking. I'm wondering. Do you think he um, might have asked for forgiveness anywhere at all, or is that just sort of a blemish on his uh, his record, and he moves on because? And and the other thing, Wally, is is it safe to say at this moment in time? Not not being. I mean, do we all believe here? Does everybody believe? Or I don't know. That is that God is using Donald J. Trump for good. Do you believe that, Wally?
1: I believe the Bible is full of stories of people inadvertently following God's will. You look at the Book of Samson and all the stories. There, the, the Bible is literally full of of people that follow God intentionally and people that God uses, even though they're trying not to follow God, exactly. they're doing God's
0: mission anyway. Exactly. So,
1: Diane Feinstein exactly. followed God's mission. Now we're finding out whether or not she's finding out whether or not she did it intentionally. Oh, so, I do yeah, not believe
0: she followed God's mission. I do. where well, did you get that one from? Where'd you read God's
1: that one? got God's got a cheat sheet. We're all following God's plan, whether we know it or not, whether we're doing it intentionally or not. God knows what we're going to do, and His plan takes it into account.
0: So everything, every
1: one of us does, is a part of God's plan. So do just, you think?
0: Do you think by chance, potentially, with Di- hold on a minute now? Yeah, I got to But with Dianne Feinstein's corruption, do you? Do you uh, let me ask you: Do you think there's a possibility? That God wanted to use her corruption to get certain points and thoughts across? Do you think that he would using her maybe for that? I
1: think somebody at that high level of an office, it's impossible that he wasn't. Interesting. So she it? was following God's will. She was just not doing it willfully because God I, yeah, knew it. Every the, the Bible's full of stories of people that are no, against know, God know. and they follow His plan anyway. They just don't know they're doing
0: it. Right. So you you think it's possible? you got really got me thinking here uh, with with her, uh, Steve. Do you buy? I mean, I don't really know. I don't. I'm not sure. Do you? Do you? Do you subscribe
2: to any of that? Yes, I do. Uh, Take, for example, a a very well-known example is the Pharaoh of Egypt, how God said, I will harden his heart uh, to show my strength and my honor, uh, my power as God. And God will do that. Now, he doesn't speak to us in the same way today, but the principles of God are enduring, and uh, we see the same results happening. And so when we have a nation... Mm -hmm. Fallen from God, rejecting God, rejecting his best, we right. always pay a price. So let me ask and you so-
0: this. If that's the case with Feinstein, I got to ask you this, please. Uh, does that mean that whether she knows or doesn't know, but let's say if you both believe that God used her in some capacity to do what to, the corruption she was doing to whatever it was, to showcase certain elements so other certain things would happen? Because it's a wrinkle effect of life. It's a wrinkle effect. If certain things are going to happen, other things have to happen, so on and so forth. You know how it is. Do you, does that mean that when she gets to this here where she's at now, does she get a pass, or does she absolutely go by the monopoly not. board? No, oh. yeah, I, I no, agree. She does not, not get a pass. The oh, fact that does. God,
1: oh. no, the fact that God has a cheat sheet knows everything we're ever oh. going to do in advance. That does not eliminate our free will. We're still making our decisions. God gives All us free. Right. Well, will. Houses on on. can make those decisions. What if
0: she would have? Uh, hold on, now you you both said very affirmatively, no, no way. I appreciate that. Now, what happens if? She got on her knees and forgave and accepted and forgiveness. And would that have made the difference?
1: If she's telling the truth, but God knows a bullshitter.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. God, the Bible clearly says, I mean, that's the beauty of the gospel. The good news is that we can all repent and we as a nation can repent and individually if we do wonderfully. I mean, the one who betrayed Jesus, you know, for 30 uh, uh, pieces of silver, he could have repented, said, I'm sorry, I regret it. But he committed suicide instead. It was a shame. And the Bible says he was damned because of his actions. It didn't have to be that way.
1: Interesting. He's, he's another great example of somebody who followed God's will unintentionally. Exactly
2: right. Yeah. That's right. So
0: in the meantime, uh, corruption is corruption. And unless, again, if God knows your heart and your soul, then that's the only saving grace there. are huh? you both saying, right? That's it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Wow. See, so you've got to be in it for the right reasons. You know, I feel pretty good, actually, right about now, because people always say to me, you know, Malcolm, I know your heart. I know your heart. And it's always good. And so... Don't go. I feel good. Down and on and (laughs) on. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I I like that conversation we just had. I think it's uh, really interesting. I hadn't thought about that in the sense of uh, Feinstein, because I do think she was one one of the most corrupt uh, senators. Uh, That's her legacy, in my view. Anyways, Uh, I don't change things because people die. As you now know, I think they are who they are. Now, Bob Menendez, in another sense, if he can bring the whole Marxist left Democrat party to their knees, I think he'd be a hero. I'd give him a pass and send him up to the pearly gates if he can help us do that and uncover the uh, evil that uh, is there. It is interesting how this game is played, friends, isn't it? And the way, you know, it's a trickle effect in life. Certain things happen. They change the trajectory of other things. Which I kind of learned a couple of things at the end here from Stephen Wally in that point. I hadn't thought of it. I I do understand it uh, from the aspect of the corruptness. You know what I mean? Because it's not like God is just going to use perfect people. That's not the case because there is no perfect people, obviously. But uh, the fact that there was always this thing about we all felt in the Christian movement felt he was using Trump for some purpose. The other thing God does is he uses people that are unsuspecting to get the job done. That's I, I know Stephen Wally ain't talking right now because we're just a second left, but they would be nodding their heads yes to this point. I'm fairly certain that he's going to use people for the purpose of the goal, even though a they don't know it, and B, they're not exactly a choir boy or a girl, you understand? And but people can change, and we have that option to change. You know, let's face it, human beings, we're a funny funny species. we're an odd species, Uh, the human spirit that is, Uh, this all comes back to a fight of good and evil. It's a fight I like to talk about a fair amount actually, because I think all the arguments and discussions we have here every single day, always come back to the fight of good and evil. But that's really what we're talking about here, my fellow Americans, that is exactly the story. And that is the story I'm sticking to here today. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.